All right, welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversation on relevant cinema. I am going to be this week's host, Brandon Bulby. I have with me my brother, Sean Bulby. Hey. Hey, welcome back. So, on this week's episode, we will be reviewing the new Wes Anderson film, The French Dispatch. So, before we get into it, thought it would be a fun game, as we've done many times on this podcast, to do mm-hmm. a little Wes Anderson rank-off. Yeah. Wes Anderson, and I, I know to speak to both of us, he's been in our lives for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I started hearing him when Royal Tenenbaums came out. Like, what is this quirky indie movie that yeah. I barely know that whole genre? Because I'm still a soft or I'm still a like freshman in high yeah. school. It was one of the, um, definitely one of those movies where I I didn't know that you could do that with movies yeah. type thing, right? You, you could have a style in yeah. movies that like, is worth can, talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought a lot of style came from like storyline maybe at that point. I mm-hmm. didn't really knew know to think about visual style and stuff and uh, yeah. all that kind of thing. And yeah, using using your visual style to like create your story and create atmosphere. And, yeah. And from there it progressed, you know, like uh, Life Aquatic and Grand Budapest Hotel came out soon after. Those were kind of like high school-y movies. Um, I remember we, we all anticipated and got very into and talked a lot about. So yep. um, I don't know. He's been a part of our lives. We're big fans mm-hmm. um, and always interested in what he is doing without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so, sure. Let's do the game. Uh, let's do a quick rank off, shall we? Sure. Um, what I would like to do is go backwards. He has 10 feature films oh, wow. um, and we'll just, we'll just uh, go back and forth like 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8 um, and pause if we have something big to comment on. You ready? Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'll go first. Okay. All right. Um, number 10, no surprise, bottle rocket. Um, first film. Yeah. Uh, mine is, uh, mine's Isle of Dogs. Oh, Okay. Yeah, not too far off, but all right, all right. Um, yeah, my my number nine is Isle of Dogs. Okay, cool. Yeah, well. my number his, nine his is last movie. is Bottle Rocket. Okay, just interchangeable. Though yeah. I do feel like Bottle Rocket's significantly worse, but mm-hmm. I think I think there's a yeah. big jump between. So those two. yeah, I mean, I just like I I haven't seen Bottle Rocket. I only saw Bottle Rocket once way yeah. way way back in the day and i vague i remember really enjoying it so like part of okay. me still thinks it it's kind of up there in the um wes anderson um you know there there's something to see but i it's yeah. been so long that i honestly can't right, remember right. So. you're remembering remembering it yeah um uh, yeah yeah i agree that's interesting his first and most recent film mm-hmm. um you know disregarding the french dispatch yeah. um all right, so then uh, my number uh, eight for me would be Rushmore. Yeah, so Brandon, this is about where I cop out. Wait, <laughs> honestly, what do you like, mean? so I, I mean, I I genuinely like. There's a couple movies that I just said the two movies that that I don't really put up <clears throat> up there on his like top top um, you know movies, but yeah. Um, 
for me, Wes Anderson, it's just like there's a couple movies that I'm not a huge fan of. And then everything yeah. else, I like ha- genuinely have a really hard time picking uh, and thinking about what I enjoy better. And like, you know me, I like I do a lot of filmographies from directors and I, I always rank them. And I genu- generally don't have a hard time ranking them. Um, but maybe it's because Wes Anderson movies are so similar to each other i genuinely like i just from here on out i love wes anderson movie like every single wes anderson movie so much that i don't like i just recently rewatched um uh rushmore and it's like okay god i i i love that movie so much so rushmore hits hard on rewatch yes that's absolutely i mean a part of me I've only watched Rushmore once, and I know it's like the his breakout movie. You know, Bottle yeah. Rocket was the starter, but Rushmore is his mm-hmm. critical breakout. People yeah. love that movie. Say it's probably maybe it's number one. Some people even say mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel that. I didn't feel that the first time I saw it, but I also it. I had to go back to see Rushmore after I'd already seen a bunch of his other films. So maybe mm-hmm. that's the reason. Yeah, definitely. And like, but, yeah. so like for example. You, you know, you kind of maybe forget about it. like it, it's definitely his, it's it's his smallest movie. Like it, there's not you know there's not less traveling. characters, there's less yeah. there's fewer characters, but mm-hmm. it's like once you when you really think about what happens in the movie and all the things happening in the movie, it's like it's so good. Like okay. the play that he does and like Bill Murray, sad Bill Murray, and like the the rival. Anyways, but like once yeah. you rewatch it. It's like so. From here on out, yeah. you're you're straight up copying out. I'm the only one going to give a I'll, list. I'll comment. You'll check. Okay. I'll just like I'll I'll give a light comment as to why I think every movie is incredible. Okay. Yeah. And and again, like I I love every Wes Anderson film, and we're already up in the great ones at this yeah. point. So uh, this list starts good and ends incredible. None mm-hmm. are bad. Um, my number seven, I guess, is Fantastic Mr. Fox. God, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox so much. Yeah. It's um, so good. I think, yeah, I think that's a culprit of seeing it maybe once as well. Mm-hmm. And so maybe these one timers are yeah. down there, Rushmore Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Um, but then above this is where I start, I've re seen like most of these. Mm-hmm. Um, Moonrise Kingdom is yeah. my number six. God, one of my favorites. I love that movie so much. It's so You're good. You're just going to keep saying that. <laughs> Pretty much. Like that's, that's gen- genuinely how I feel about it. Uh, every No surprises here with what I'm saying though? Um, A little. I mean, like, I feel like. Moonrise Kingdom is pretty low. I, well, I also yeah, will say like Rushmore is pretty higher. low, but right, at the right. same time, it's like, I what I mean. Then what else? What else? Like for yeah. me, I'm like every from there. Like that's what I'm saying. Everything is kind of equal, so it doesn't even matter to me. Like, so yeah, go ahead. All right. So my next one, maybe this is kind of the start of my weird opinion take. Um, Darjeeling Unlimited. I would put at my number five. I don't. That movie holds special place in my heart. Like mm-hmm. World Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, Darjeeling Unlimited were the like trilogy that I was used to, mm-hmm. and I love the hell out of that movie and what he did with it. Yeah. Um, I know most people put a little low. Actually, much I mean, at the same time, a, a lot of people would put it at number one. Like uh, the Nerd Writer has a really good video about that movie, and for him, oh, it's wow. his number wow. one. And like that's, that's cool. again, it's like Wes Anderson. Any movie can be someone's number yeah. one. And it just like connects, you know, every movie, yeah. there's something to connect with, but continue. All right. Um, so uh, my top three, sorry, I was including, uh, so my top three, mm-hmm. um, the Royal Tenenbaums, 
Yeah. It's number three. Wow. I would, I actually would have guessed you would put that higher because I, you know, we were mm-hmm. obsessed with that movie and yeah. You, we, that, yeah, that was like, that was the introduction for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And a, a movie that snuck up above it. Uh, you know, there's only two left. I mm-hmm. would put the Grand Budapest Hotel as number two. Yeah. I love that. Movie. Uh, a lot of people are kind of, I don't know. A lot of people are kind of down on that movie. I feel like, and yeah. I absolutely love that movie. I feel like it was, I don't, it was It was, it was not enough for an Oscar. It was raved yeah. about at the time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily see people down on it, but I, number two is pretty high. Yeah. Um, and number one, which is a controversial take. I don't think anyone puts this as their number one is life aquatic straight yeah. up. I was, um, that yeah. movie makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, it has everything. Um, and it's also got like the adventure aspect that like, yeah. it's a bigger story than most of mm-hmm. these. I feel um, like that, that was the movie makes where, it more fun. like, I feel like every movie he does this, but that movie, he really solidified like where he was going to take his style. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like that was was Ooh, that the after Dar- humor. was that after Darjeeling Limited? No, it was right before Darjeeling Limited. Okay, it was in between. But, the two. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when what he does with the like two dimensional boat stuff, where he's like yeah. going from room to room in that two dimensional like architectural boat. And, I feel uh, like it's randomly goofy more than his previous ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, but I don't know. Yeah, That's my I to- list. and I totally agree. Like the ending of that movie is. It's so it, good. Yeah, I just weep. Like, you, just weep. You weep and the score and or the yeah. Seeger Rose soundtrack. score soundtrack. Um, yeah, and I was just like talking to Kelly about that movie and and she kind of put that ranked it a lot lower and I was just like it's but it's like yeah it's one of his more heartfelt and I don't mm-hmm. know but I guess they're all kind of heartfelt. So yeah, um, sorry I copped out on that, but I just I genuinely I just love every single movie so much. So one thing now you are not allowed to cop out on Uh-oh. is we need to place the French Dispatch in our rankings and say the number. And you don't have a ranking, but I still need you to give a number. Oh god. Oh my god. Of about where it would land in the uh 10 film canon. So I will go first to give you a little bit more time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, my my ranking for mm-hmm. French Dispatch is number two. Whoa! Your face there review before I, for the thumbnail, Brandon. It didn't give it away. I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I put it at number two. That is really cool. I yeah. also really, really it um i don't know i would put it give it a number definitely between eight and one uh in that grouping of films i don't know god it's like yeah three four i feel like but you know i don't know what's above it or below it it's in the top yeah it's in the two of the four region yeah yeah okay and like i don't know it it very well could like rewatching it i feel like there's a lot you can um a, a lot of rewatch value to the movie sure. as well so like but rewatching it i think i will very much enjoy it and maybe it'll you know i don't know my whole list is, is totally yeah. the rewatchability is actually a point i wanted to bring up uh mm-hmm. during the review so let's switch over switch mm-hmm. gears yeah. um now you know what we thought about the movie in general um but let's get into our actual review of the movie um, so again, we're going to review The French Dispatch, film directed by Wes Anderson. 
um, stars so many people, too many to list, but uh, some of the big names. Benicio Del Toro, um, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, and Francis McDormand. Mm-hmm. Um, some All the, the regulars. And plus, like, characters. I guess, like, some new ones, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. And, and, Fun uh, cameo, like, new people all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, plot. Uh, plot Wright dis- is a new one. Go, go ahead. I just wanted Definitely. to throw out some new um, faces from to the Wes Anderson. Um, yeah, uh, plot description, real quick. Arthur um, Howertz, the editor of newspaper French Dispatch, dies suddenly of a heart attack. Uh, according to the wishes expressed in his will, publication of the newspaper is immediately suspended following one final farewell issue in which three articles from past editions of the paper are republished along with an obituary. Just reading that there, I learned stuff that I didn't yeah, know me about too. the movie. I, <laughs> okay, you felt the same? Because yeah. the movie opens with the dialogue that's so fast, yeah. and I'm like dazzled by the visuals. I was trying to keep up, mm-hmm. and the like that's pretty much the opening lines of the movie, yeah. but it's explained in such a convoluted way. Yeah, I just I, didn't I guess know, I just thought cool. it was the last... Okay, maybe that'll that'll put make more sense uh, in my head, because like... I so I came into the movie like after it had already started like but just like oh, wow. as it started basically I, as the I narration never think was I, going yeah I don't think I missed anything but I was like you know I was sitting in my chair and I kind of I was you know had just gone to the bathroom and you know I was kind of right. I wasn't quite settled and and ready and paying attention so I definitely missed a little bit of that early yeah early well stuff. I was paying attention and yeah. I missed a little bit All of that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but and I, I think thought, that it yeah, goes go to the movie, like you were saying earlier. It's this movie is, um, I don't necessarily want to say complex because you can follow the overarching stories pretty easily, but there's so much detail mm-hmm. and so many side references and little bits of plot that do or don't apply to the main storyline you're seeing that it it's hard to keep up at times if you um, let the clutter keep you down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's going to grant this film some awesome rewatchability. You're going to be able to find so many things and you're going to like learn so much more about the world and the story every time you see these scenes like unfold and mm-hmm. you go back in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Sean? Um, yeah, totally agree. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's his most complex film. Um, Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's told it, it's basically the three those three or I, actually I think it's kind of four because Owen Wilson's story, it's a little intro. which is yeah. yeah a little intro. Um, <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, I think each story is really unique and really interesting. And each one is doing something that Wes Anderson has Wes Anderson has never done before, really exploring a world that he hasn't hasn't explored mm-hmm. like the first one is the art the um art scene that that he's exploring the second one is politics and the third one uh is you know really digging into like i guess food i guess the third one is is more like a heist type thing that he's done yeah, before exactly, but like yeah. the food aspect of that um of that one is it's really unique. Is, yeah really interesting and unique um yeah. and um I do think I, its complexity does maybe is could be seen as hard to follow and a little arduous and a little self-indulgent, but 
for me, it really did just like color the world um, so vibrantly. And um, yeah, it was just like constantly being like pulled, uh, pulled ahead with, um, you know, just like constantly trying to hang on as the, as it's just like yes. dragging me through this story. And I just like, I loved that ride so much and, mm -hmm. um, fell in love with so many characters so quickly. And then like, just, you just kind of, and then they just kind of like slip through your fingers and you're just like moving on to the next thing. Yeah. And then so quickly f falling in love again with, a new set of characters and a new world and a new genre um and yeah i, think, I just absolutely I, I agree like i i think this, this is his most complex movie i think this is um his most experimental movie yeah. um storytelling wise um i think this is maybe his least fun movie to watch as far as a common viewer i think there's less here for more there's the least amount of things here for a broader audience to grab onto because mm -hmm. it's about like a few a, a few very weird storylines like mm -hmm. um, weird modern art like modern food I don't know like it's uh, it's not a common story yeah, whatsoever like a and new it, new wave French Revolution type yeah. thing going on and I think maybe dare I say it this is his most visually experimental film as well and. I would need to rewatch a few others again, like maybe Grand Budapest. Wes Anderson somehow has managed to like increase his creativity mm -hmm. throughout his career yeah. and not like not become more bland with it as most people do as they grow yeah. older and you know lose the zest mm -hmm. for um, experimentation. But like, I don't know. Do you do you see that? Well, do you see this as maybe his most like I mean, visually? I intricate I, film yes i actually i do um okay. i totally agree although i will say that probably generally every movie that he does is at that point his most visually experimental <laughs> right, film and, and it's you insane know, to think about he's writing at that wave 10 films in yeah he has not he's not trying any less hard he's trying yeah. more hard than ever before yeah definitely um and yeah, it's it's uh, he's definitely doing things in this that he's never done before. I think, I mean, uh, now that I said that, I'm thinking the animation. I don't think he's ever d really done that, like just kind of cut into an animated scene like he does in this movie. That's tough. Yeah, but um, it gives a reason for it too. Yeah, and it's he's published in the newspaper the following week. Yeah, and I think because of the way he tells the story, the way it's like, it's a it's a magazine article. Um, and so like i'll also say um there's a lot of like layers to this move to how this this story is being told so it's like yes it's um it's inception and, storytelling and, yeah and i will say also that uh um the grand budapest hotel kind of did this because it, mm -hmm. in that movie it was like a, a girl reading a book written by a guy who yeah, one like four layers deep. The, yeah. So, but this one does it for all the different storylines, and so like you get, um, like for the art one, it is the it's a magazine or, article, or even starting on a bigger level. You know, yeah, the movies about this newspaper. Yeah, it's about, about this, this man who died. This yeah, the, it's about a magazine of a can Liberty Kansas um, newspaper published by Liberty Kansas newspaper. 
but it also it's like Tilda Swinton is giving a presentation I think after the article came out I assume and then um, and she's like describing the the story as it unfolds and then it's like jumping back to that story and it's jumping back and forth between and, her and then presentation. people in that story start telling the story yeah. as well and start narrating to us and then we go on like past side quests of those people inside mm -hmm. that story and give backstory to those people's story yeah and then tilda it's... swinton enter like towards the end enters the story that she's telling and becomes mm -hmm. a part of that that story uh like a yeah. very very side character and it's just like there's so many layers and it kind of i mean i, I have to say uh it's kind of reminds me of like a really good maria bamford joke where you're just like you all, mm -hmm. you're like following it, but at some point you realize that you're almost lost in the layers and it, it's okay. kind of like, mm -hmm. but not in a bad way. It's like you realize like the brilliance of the yeah. kind you of- You get the, lost in the layers, crazy. you know the info's there, yeah. but you're trying to keep up. But also, yeah. like I said at the beginning, like each story has a general story that's being told mm -hmm. that is kind of common. And that you can follow and understand. Mm -hmm. um, and while there's side quests on top of that that get complex quickly, but then go away, like you're still able to enjoy the like broader trilogy of stories being told. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like you said, you do that three times. So mm -hmm. not only is it like Inception for Wes Anderson, but he does it three separate times, if yeah. not more, throughout this movie in different segments. Yeah. And in my opinion, each time he does it, he is wildly successful and yes. Um it's it's incredible. Um it yeah. is a feat um to watch and it it is a yeah, it is a true work of genius, I think. Uh I, I really absolutely really agree. What is your favorite? Oh, wait, so I mean stop there. That's a good that's a good ending. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler section. Let's just move on to spoiler section. Mm -hmm. I actually think we have a lot more to talk about, but that was just a good conclusion. Yeah. Um, I think we have our general thoughts. So let's just move everything else yeah. into spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I just have a good opener for the spoiler section. What's uh what's your favorite of the three stories? I well, Brandon, I couldn't even pick like what Wes Anderson movie is my favorite, <laughs> let alone my favorite of a favorite story in a single yeah. movie. It's just like a warm-up question. I don't know. Um, there's like a single moment that really stood out to me. Um, I don't know if the story as a whole, but like the conclusion to the story, I thought was so fucking brilliant. The when Jeffrey Wright, when when um, so he when Jeffrey Wright is talking to Bill Murray. Uh, and Bill Murray is like reading reading the article, and he says like, "But it's it's not really about food." Or I forget oh what Bill Murray says. God, and, yeah, he said, and he says, uh, "Well, I actually I taught I I wrote something about the, sh the something that the chef said, oh, yeah. um, but I threw it away right because it's it was too sad." And like he goes and he pulls it out of the trash and hands it to Bill Murray, and then and he it's jumps the most that scene. beautiful yeah. monologue. It is it's so, so incredible. Uh, and, and it ends with a joke, too. I mean, it ends with him saying, This, why did you get rid of this? This is yeah. your most, this is the best yeah. part of the story. Yeah. And then Andrew, or whoever, uh, he replies, Jeffrey. like, I literally can't agree any less. Yeah. 
everyone in my theater cracked up. And then he up. says, "Well, I'm putting it in anyways." Yeah. Well, it's going um, in anyways. Before before that scene happened, and it kind of wraps up with the animation and the father son smaller moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was ending. I was like, for a split second, I was like, "Oh no!" Like we didn't have like that moment in yeah. this one that hits because yeah. the other two had moments that hit. Yeah. hit. And I was like, oh shit, did he mess up? It, like, did, is And I know this movie's kind of coming to an end. Um, and so I was like, shit, he's not sticking the landing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, like you said, they literally say that out loud. Like, as if he knew yeah. he needed an extra moment of mm-hmm. catharsis in here. Yeah. Um, and pulls it out of the trash and reads it to us. And, like, it was so beautiful. Literally pulls it out of the trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... It, um, yeah it was like and there's again there's so yeah, many like i mentioned so someone told layers. him that like you know yeah. he so like was giving a script to a friend the friend was like you need like one extra yeah. thing here and like yeah. he actually wrote it literally in the script as one extra thing yeah uh, that's just my guess but yeah maybe mm-hmm. um, um i thought I, that scene was like that that just that scene had so many layers of brilliance mm-hmm. um yeah it, well, just how about all, you? it just all came around to the you, chef you i mean fa- you have a faith i think I think my favorite is I think my favorite is the art, like gallery uh-huh. storyline, yeah, um, art exhibit, modern art storyline, and uh, uh, it's Benicio, Benicio Del Toro's yeah. character is just like so good. Like uh-huh. I don't know, like the serial killer, um, but like the way he was brought up in this like vagabond art life Mm -hmm. i don't know but he's actually just kind of like a warm sweet guy Mm -hmm. but he also growls like a maniac Uh um and (laughs) uh, i don't know and like that that story like when you see like what he produced in the like underground walls the prison and it cuts Mm -hmm. to color and uh she's walking in like slow motion past all of it yeah um uh, there's just like so many like big revelations that story that worked really well um and then he, I know it's all plastered to the wall. Yeah. I, I just, I don't want to recap the whole story of this whole movie, but like that, that one uh, just worked really well. Yeah. For and uh, for me, Adrian Brody absolutely killed it in that one. Mm-hmm. He like, he was so funny and like, I think provided so much great, so many great critiques about artistry and like the commodity, <laughs> the, the commoditization of, of art and, um, yeah and he's he's just like dragging his uh, um reluctant what cousin or no uncles around yeah. with him like they have no idea what's happening he, yeah they have they have no clue and he's just like trying We're to gonna change make so their much money business. and then like he's bribing all the all the guards just so he can go in and um i th- i think it's the uh the moment when you realize the like what is it the like louisiana uh, is that Kansas. the town or is it Pennsylvania? It was, it the Kansas Liberty, Kansas. Art, yeah, the art gallery owner, like lady, the yeah. art collector. Yeah. Um, in Liberty, Kansas, like f- actually decides to purchase it, mm-hmm. flies it home on her like military grade like <laughs> airplane, and then they do the reveal shot of where it ends up, mm-hmm. and it's just like pulls back, and they have the entire like concrete wall with the radiators painted over, yeah. Yeah. and. Uh, and then it pulls out to the cornfield and I'm just like, oh yeah. Oh my god, this story is so good. In the in um, the wedge or the the door, what was it? It was like a door um wedge, doorstop um mm-hmm. building for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I yeah. didn't 
I, just some like I really just, modern art thing in the middle yeah. of a cornfield in the middle of yeah. nowhere i don't know that's sort of just entertaining yeah i, I do want to give uh props to the middle story too mm-hmm. uh timothy chalamet and um francis mcdormand's i think that was her big story mm-hmm. um really good and one of the one of the moments that stands out to me as like such good writing is um francis mcdormand's dialogue with uh the revolutionary girl mm-hmm. with her little mirror yeah when when she's like are you a child or like are you an adult like adults ex- and she's like of course i am mm-hmm. she's like well adults accept apologies yeah and it's just like the coldest like yeah. most reality check line mm-hmm. um it's just like such smart yeah. writing that whole yeah that whole conversation was was really fantastic me mm-hmm. and isn't it meanwhile he's he's like playing a game of chess with the mayor of the city inside yeah. the as, barricade and that as was like whoever wins wins the yeah like political agenda yeah, i guess i guess so. and the only reason they lose is because he stops playing chess because uh-huh. he's listening to the argument yeah yeah For yeah sure. that was a really really great fun story and the way it ends was with, with him dying yeah Man, big um, spoiler. but like that yeah. actually was like pretty well okay there's the shot of them on the motorcycle mm-hmm. running away yeah which is like so just stylized to hell like i think yeah. that is like the most out of character thing he does in the movie or it it looks like nothing else in the movie mm-hmm. and it's just total 80s wild like motorcycle dutch angled you know neon light shot yeah. uh, just really cool in slow motion um but yeah inner inner cut with him like dying on the radio tower i guess mm-hmm. is that what we're supposed to, to yeah. believe yeah i think he's electrocuted so. to death yeah, because yeah, it's done in like a stylized way. Like he, yeah. I guess he dies, but he's just standing there smoking a cigarette still. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But then it cuts to the his parents just like in the car crying. I don't mm-hmm. know. It like it was so beautifully done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah. it just his life ends with just like a little like candle and a little like poster on the floor of the cafe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Great way to end the story. For sure. Um, <clears throat> what else stood out to you, man? I and j- <laughs> as we're talking about, I'm just remembering so many little things. Honestly, the the things that stand out to me the most are just like the little things, the little details, the little like the fact that the art yep. gallery is like a a door doorstop shape, and uh-huh. the fact that it's like the, the so like the I love how the story opens by talking about the magazine right mm-hmm. um and like going over how he, how bill murray runs the place yeah um and what type of manager he is yeah like and like the the little subtle things and then like it goes over his will and it, and in detail exactly how he wanted to to close down the magazine and mm-hmm. um all those little little bits and pieces um I also, I guess another thing uh, I wanted to point out with, with Jeffrey Wright's story was, um, well, so first of all, if we're talking about uh, how many layers there are, that one is the article, but he's, so he, he's, he's reciting the article in an interview where the person asks, because he, he right. has like, um, 
uh, not uh, um, he, he has a perfect memory for word with words or whatever. He remembers perfectly everything he yes. ever wrote. Yeah. And so he's reciting the entire article verbatim. Right. And In then the future, like, yeah, after it's been it, published. Yeah. Um, and so he, um, you know, details like that are like just coming at you and yeah. you're like trying to process it yeah. and it just moves on. And so like, even just talking about it right now, it's becoming more clear to me. Uh-huh. Um, cause there's just so like a million things like what we just said yeah. that are happening all Definitely. throughout this movie. Um, but there's like, there's a moment where the guy, I think the guy asks him why he writes so much about yes. food and that description um, yes. was another like he has two really really great some of my favorite moments of the movie and that that is another one just him describing what it is about food and and the dining experience that that is so meaningful to us yeah it it goes black and white again all the mm-hmm. lights shut off yeah it like pulls up to him in a couple interesting ways mm-hmm. and he says something about but i'm usually alone mm-hmm. and the interviewer disappears from stage yeah. Yeah, and he's just sitting on the stage giving the monologue by himself, mm-hmm. and yeah, and he's and, and you know he says something like, um, "But like the food, the cafes, and the bar stool is always there for me yeah, of some sort, and definitely. that's it, it keeps me company, all that stuff." Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really beautiful, and the way it's visually like presented to you is just makes it feel so much more significant too. Mm-hmm. Like it gives it a lot of gravity. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a great. Yeah, I actually was forgetting that one. That's a standout moment. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm forgetting so many. I mean, just like no crying. Yeah, no And at crying. first, it's like a really cliche, like, or not cliche, it's just like an easy joke that I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. laugh at. But yeah. then it comes back like three other times in actually really interesting ways uh-huh. um, throughout. Yeah. Uh, I'm even remembering the opening of the movie with the the uh, the guy who, or like, it's it's a little turntable that's like they're, they're putting, like, um, drinks and f- little food – pieces on this little turntable thing an egg and an oyster and, yeah. and like and, and shot so and it like happens all so quickly and it's so well done and then the guy like picks it up and he walks up the stairs like through this this two-dimensional maze and he's like such an elaborate shot yeah. and scene and he finally gets up there and i think he pulls up the little dolly yeah yeah he pulls it's just it like like who like it's like so much detail like mm-hmm. we already listed off like the most creative scene of him walking up that set in like such a weird way. But then they also have him dolly up the drinks up a ladder. Cause there's yeah. no way for him to carry it. Yeah. It's like detail on top of detail on top of detail. Uh-huh. And then like, he doesn't, he go in, if I'm remembering correctly, he goes in, brings everyone their, their food. And then they yeah. find out that he died, that Bill Murray died. And he, he's where he starts crying and, is that right? Or maybe I'm misremembering, but that's the first time you hear the joke. And then, um, yeah, and it tilts like, up to the top. Yeah. And it was just such a long, elaborate um, little introduction to, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't for that joke, but it was like, that was kind of the, I think that was the end of that little, his introduction, that that yeah. server guy's introduction, because he, he says no crying and, it, and then he walks out. Yeah. And it comes, you know, full circle in the final scene when they're actually sitting there just post-mortem yeah. talking about everything and mm-hmm. someone starts crying and she's like francis mcdormand's just like no crying yeah you know like the most serious man like yeah. this is not it's his only thing he didn't want mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 
and and his joke um or the thing he keeps saying when you write it or he says no matter how you write it just make it sound like you meant to write it like that or something he said it like yeah, three yeah, or yeah, four yeah. times throughout the movie yeah for sure he's like and that 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 speaks to a lot of things in art that people always um let slide if someone means to do something, mm -hmm. that means you can't critique it. Yeah, which is kind of a critique that I don't, I've never thought is too valid. Mm -hmm. um, it's something you can say, but I don't know yeah. if it excuses all that much. Um, so I think Wes Anderson's actually like playing along with that. Uh -huh. He's like, um, he's like, as long as you make it feel intentional, people aren't going to be able to judge you as hard. It's kind yeah. of like a scapegoat. Uh huh. Um, but which I also, is like I also wonder, Wes Anderson style in general. Right? I also wonder if he's like kind of commenting on his own work and like how yeah. how some you know I'm sure I don't know you in our any artist might feel like a lot of what they do or what what they're successful for is like they it just kind of worked out that way or or you know by happy accident um, and yeah I wonder if he's kind of commenting on his own work. <clears throat> In some yeah, ways. I don't know, hundred percent. I yeah. think you're right. Um, so there's like a lot of jokes coming to my head. I remember one that stood out that actually the like whole theater was one of the loudest people laughed. Um, was the one? Uh, uh, what's the actor? The middle, the middle guy's the main guy. It's a storyline. or um, oh, oh no. the middle guy. Oh, sorry, the food, the food critic, main guy. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, when he was, he's like exploring, he the third yeah, yeah, third story. Sorry, he's exploring the police office mm -hmm. station that has a million rooms yeah. for no reason, and he has a little intricate map uh -huh. to try to get to the dining room. Yeah, and the, his voiceover is he's just like, "I'm really bad with geography." One yeah. of one of the consequences of being gay. Oh, is that what just he said? That, I missed that. Yeah, one of the or he's like one of the consequences of being a homosexual. Oh. And I, I like every theater burst up laughing. It was just like so random. Uh -huh. um, it worked really well. Huh. Uh, yeah. There's a few other big moments that uh, like I was bursting up laughing, but they're just like slipping my mind with yeah. a million other things to Honestly, talk about right now. I, it was uh, my theater wasn't packed or anything, but it was. Um, uh, I feel it. You know, I feel like I was kind of the only one in there laughing, and I was just cracking oh. up. There was yeah. only like two or three other couples in there, but uh, I was I was cracking. There was a few other people who were laughing too, but I, I people that my theater had a good amount of people in it. People were laughing, but I definitely, and I I'm more I I know like I hold it in more, and I definitely it would like a joke would happen and it would get silent, and I would just like <laughs> I'd like hold it in, so I'm uh -huh. not like the only awkward person like uh -huh. exclaiming a loud laugh. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, this movie definitely hits hard on the jokes, yeah. I think. Um, it's not funny. lacking in this humor at all. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything, do you, like, what do you have any like thoughts for what it's about? What it's all about? What's he What's he saying? What? Um, oh, no. I know you hate this. This is what you like to do. Uh, what's he commentating on? Yeah. What's the message? Uh, yeah. I don't... What, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, there's like just themes of, of death and um, the passing of, of uh, I guess, eras. And, you know, for, I think for a time, there's like this magazine that may have been kind of popular and brought culture to to an, a region of, 
um, United States and, uh, and, and kind of, and I don't know. I think it's like a, a bygone era type, type um, story or um, metaphor. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, maybe a time where people <laughs> cared about, I don't know. But I mean, this is I, why I, I like I was I I agree and but kind of my point was that like he's he's kind of dealing with a lot of and and in a lot of ways this is I think the where um where metaphor is at its best where it's you can't really put your finger on it and it's not it's not he's not saying anything but like there's a lot of general like um, kind of thematic ideas that that are at play um, and, and and I think a key thing you're saying there's there's a lot mm-hmm. like I, he's, I don't think he's saying one big thing at yeah, all and it's not. and whatever it is it's not obvious mm-hmm. um, but I think he's saying a hundred little things yeah. throughout this movie uh-huh. and we, we brought a few of them you know to like you talked about like literally there's a few scenes with the modern art the revolution um, and and a lot of even smaller things too like him commentating on his mm-hmm. style and how people critique it and yeah but yeah i, I think there's a lot of and, detail in and there, like but. i really liked how in the the second one it was like you know francis mcdormand an older woman who is you know kind of wrapped up in in these revolutionary ideas uh of timothy chalamet a little you know little boy who is uh um, embarrassed about his muscles bust- <laughs> yeah he's embarrassed <laughs> about his new muscles and you know I, there's like and and like he he's really creative and has a lot of interesting thoughts and he's kind of poetic in the way that he expresses his his revolutionary his revolutionary ideas but at yeah. the same time like there's I love that just juxtaposition of um of Francis McDormand kind of having a more crit, uh, critical eye as to sure. what he's saying but also kind of being wrapped up in it and um yeah a lot of that middle story you're talking about reminded yeah. me of like um like Britta in community mm-hmm. a bit like yeah. just kind of poking poking like light fun mm-hmm. at the angsty revolutionary yeah. like idealism but i think um, at these, the same time kids. not not being too like mean about it or not like not really yeah, that, I mean, that's what i'm saying like it. yeah it's like, like the, the britification yeah, of it it's the, like the, having fun inside well, that I think, culture i think the difference is in community he is he's making fun of those ideas or making fun of those types of people i think in this one it's poking fun at um i think there's okay. a difference in sure. i i uh maybe a little yeah, bit yeah i i like to distinguish the two i think there's a there's a important yeah difference. or just like they immediately start like turning on each other like mm-hmm. uh breaking into different factions and yeah um or just just any i guess just any new group that forms like that i guess it's mm-hmm. not very specific definitely but i think i'm at the end here yeah i mean again all good i could could go on for a for a while but and i could see this movie again and find a million new things Uh to dig into all right um that's that's our review of the french dispatch by wes anderson Mm -hmm. um tune in next tuesday at 8 p.m pacific time for our review of could be a few different movies um it could be belfast Mm. it could be spencer spencer 
Um, or maybe we'll just go back and throw on Eternals because um, it's mm-hmm. easy to watch on Disney Plus. Oh, it is on Disney um, Plus. That is. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter to me. I'll see. Oh, maybe it's thirty dollars. I haven't looked it up yet. Oh no. Yeah, it's probably it's actually cheaper to go see it in theaters for for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. So, stay tuned. Um, we'll be reviewing one of those movies next week mm-hmm. and uh, later, everybody. All right. Bye. See ya.